Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, Believe it or not, this is the first time we've actually done the uh, little Red Sox manager Alex Cora show live with all of us. In, uh, in attendance with the shift of shows and whatever. Alex is being brought to you by Arbella Insurance, your New England Honda dealers, and by Cumberland Farms, the special official coffee of the uh, Red Sox Radio Network. So it's good to finally actually do this in person. I know. Uh, no? Happy to be here. Happy with, having Tito here. They, it means a lot. So, uh, you guys are two and four. Special, <laughs> special, special guest, ladies and gentlemen. Terry Franco, you had to bring that up? Yes. I right told you, you guys bring everything up, so I got to bring it. If you screw this thing up, it's your fault. Don't blame us. <laughs> the We're radio minute, guys. The minute he so we, in the door. We switched host of the show. At that time, we were 88 and whatever, and we've been, we're 2 and 4 since this the last happened. week. So let's blame I him. I think it was his bullpen. Okay, I think that had a factor. No, they have a good yeah, team. Yeah, they have a good team. A, Real good fact, team. It's great to see you back in the Thanks, town. Big Always good. Thank you. You like coming back here still? Yeah, I mean. More so now than before. Yeah. You know, as you get some distance. You can remember the good, and, and and I'm so comfortable where I am now that it makes it easier to. But man, you spend eight years in a place, especially this place. You get awfully close to people, and so it's fun to you know. You got your hands full with the Red Sox, but it's it's they're fun to play because they're so good. Tito, do you sort of just uh, when you arrive in town, does it does it feel different? Do you sort of check out the newspapers and say, yeah, nothing's changed? Is it just a more stressful uh, environment? I, I, well, yeah, I mean it's busy. I mean, I was laughing with AC. You know, it, this is for a younger person. I don't know at this age I could still do this and do it effectively because you got it's it's a hundred miles an hour all the time. But I don't pick up the paper. I don't look. I don't need to do that. Um, it doesn't help. It never did, and so I just kind of go about my business. Now, is it uh, is it is it one of those deals where you, when he gets the job, do you send him a message? Is like, okay, is, beware of this. Be careful of this. Or no, just no, no, no I, there's no, there's no advice. No, like the old, congrat- old manager. No, congratulations. I mean, guys, that's what's so part of so what's so special about baseball is. You know, everybody has their way of doing things, and he doesn't need my help, nor would I expect him to want it. He's got. He's going to do things the way he wants to do it. I'll do things the way I do. We 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 learn from each other along the way, but he he doesn't need my help. Obviously, they got eighty eight wins. He's not needing anybody's help right now. So so Alex, <laughs> you you've obviously you played for some great managers. You know, Tito obviously being one of them, and you you've you know you, last year coaching uh, with AJ Hinch. Is there anything in particular that you feel you've taken out of playing for Terry Francona that you feel has helped you now? I think the best time with Tito was between 6.30 and 6.55 before before yeah. games. Uh, we had some good conversations. Uh, I've been mentioning the last week, AC, when you manage, because he always said that, you, you will manage in the big leagues. Uh, they'll be chasing wins. Be careful with the bullpen. Uh, be genuine to the players. And he was with us. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that was the best part of it. That's why you see me at 6.30. Every night on, on, on night games, you know, and, and if you look around the league, the players that play for Tito, they're always at 630 <laughs> on the other side. You know, I, I go out there and the first thing I do, I look at Tito with different hats. 
Uh, Kevin Cash, same deal. You know, uh, Pedroia, when we were playing against him last year, he's at 6.30 because we got used to that. And for everything you do in pregame and whatever you do in the clubhouse, that's the time that is our time. And we talk about baseball, we talk about family, whatever, and then at 7.05, it's showtime, go out there and play. You know, you, you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, guys that I've played with, when I was playing with them, like I knew they were going to be coaches just by the way they handled themselves, how into the game they were. What was it about him that you said, all right, this guy is going to be a manager someday? Well, well the one thing you got to remember, too, is that, you know, guys that are when they're playing, they're trying to find a way to help you win every night. And, and I'm trying to find a way to have them help us win every night. So you don't just sit around and think, well, this guy's going to be a manager. There's just a lot of guys, and the guys you just mentioned, Kevin Cash, AC, that had all the attributes where if they wanted to, you know, that the game would be better off for it. So many guys now, the money they make, they don't have to stay in the game. But when guys want to stay in the game, the game's better because – Man, they're they're good, and they 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 know they've lived the game. They know the game, but they also respect the game, and that's that's probably the biggest thing. Alex, you spent a year as a bench coach, but I'm wondering: is there anything that you have seen now, being here what five, six, seven months, that's much different than you anticipated? This. <laughs> what do you mean? This? It's a lot different. I mean, the the media, the the attention. And, uh, how, how was the media worse than in, it was in, when you played? So Houston, it no, was, no, I'm talking about last year. Yeah, there wasn't a big contingent. Wasn't a big contingent of media in Houston. No, no, no. Okay, our, our big contingent was in the World Series. Uh, that's, I think, uh, nothing against the market. I think it's great. The, the fan base, they love their team down there. But I think the coverage is a lot different. Uh, sometimes I talk to AJ about it, and and he sees me after a game, and he texts me, "Good job." Yeah. And then I call him the next day. He's like, I'm glad I don't have to go through that, you know. And he's, he's the, you know, the world champs. You know, we're talking about the Houston Astros. So I think the, the attention to the team is, is, is out there. He's 100% like, you know, 100 miles per hour every day. Well, uh, one thing we really have liked so far is that they've been pretty candid in these post-game press conferences. This guy was as well. Now, I'm sure he was lying to us an awful lot, right? Yeah. I think there's a better way to say it than that. But <laughs> I think there's a way you can be honest without ever, you know, putting your players in a position. Because I think our goals are different. You know, I mean, being honest, your goals here are to make these phone lines light up. Yeah. Our goals are to help our team play the best they can. They don't always coincide. So have you figured that out? Have you got found that fine line where you can say certain things? You know that you're, you're getting the media to – they're satisfied. You've given them enough without really hurting what you have to protect, and that is that clubhouse. Uh, I try. Uh, one thing I always like about Tito throughout his year, not only here in Boston, but – Listening to him doing Sunday night baseball and then uh, during the playoffs uh, in uh, 15 against uh, the Cubs, you listen to him and, you know, and sorry, I'm going to say this. He has this uncanny way of saying a lot and not saying too much. Call it BS. You know, that's and, and, what we call it. Nah, well, you can call it BS. <laughs> My God, that's the same thing he does. He, he does <laughs> it works on radio, trust me. He does an outstanding job. Uh, and even now, I, I listen to him. Uh, you know, he's honest with the media. Uh, before the All-Star game with Kluber. He was honest, you know. That's all you can do. And look at Kluber now. He's he's pitching well for him. He's picking at the right time. And there was a reason he didn't pitch in the All-Star game, and he said it. So, Jerry, you, you got a lot of guys who, who you played uh, played under you that are now managers. And Cap's another one as well. So, Torrey uh, out in Arizona. 
This right now, players are talking about playoff atmosphere. you got two very good teams here. And that could all change in a couple of months because it could be for a lot more. How hard is that going up against a guy like Alex Corey? You did it a guy like John Farrell as well. Does it get difficult for you? Yeah, you know what? It does a little bit just because we wake up in the morning and the one thing we want to do is win that day. That's our goal for the day. So when you do it against people you care about, yeah, it's it's a little it's a little different. But when the game starts, man, you you, you want to beat each other's brains out. And if it was any different, you'd almost lose a little bit of respect. It doesn't mean you don't care about people. It's obvious. I, I care a ton about AC. I just but we're supposed to show up here and try to win. That's our job, and it's going to be hard enough. Let alone if you try to do it a little different because you care about somebody. Is there any healthy ribbing back and forth? Like ah, I got you again. No, you know, no, no, is, no, so you're not that close. No, well, no. I mean, <laughs> no, but I'm smart enough not to do that. I, I see their lineup tonight. We'll just, <laughs> you know, Alex. The other thing I was gonna, is so there's this like you know weird fraternity, I guess, with the other pro teams. Maybe you can talk to this also, Tito. You know, with right now it's Brad Stevens, young coach. You got Cassidy. You know, and then you have there's you, and then there's Bill. Right. Do these guys, I mean, do they contact you? Do they say good job? Because the other day we talked to Bill and he, the last thing he said was like, yeah, how about them Red Sox? You know, and I was like, huh? You know, and so I'm just curious if there is any relationship building with those, any of those other head coaches. Well, with Brad, uh, he he spoke to the team in spring training, which it was great. Uh, And he's younger than me, huh? Mm -hmm. Stevens. And it's like, wow, this guy gets it. You know, the way he talked to the, to the, to the team. Uh, Bill was here for the Sunday night game, yeah. and he was up there with Dave and, and Tony. Uh, that relationship, you know, is great. I met him in Jupiter, actually, after a game, and very down-to-earth. We talk about Miami football. We didn't talk, we didn't <laughs> really? even talk about the, uh, the yeah. Patriots or, yeah. or the Red Sox. Uh, one thing about this town is sports are great, man, and, and, and you get caught up in the whole thing. You know, uh, you, you know the schedule of the basketball team, the, the football team, uh, hockey, and you try to go over there because uh, – that's what we do. I love sports, you know, regardless of who I am. I'm the manager of the Red Sox. I love sports. I love following sports. So, you know, you get caught up on that. And, uh, you know, with Brad, uh, we started a relationship. I went to the game. I saw him after a game. I guess uh, the, the Bucks, mm. And it's cool. I think uh, we're living in a great moment here. I think Tito, when he was here, it was the same way as far as, like, how good the teams were. And uh, we're in a good good town, great town. Yeah, so I was say, when, because the Patriots had Super Bowls, you guys had World Series. I want to say the Celtics? They went off. The Celtics. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Celtics. Yeah. 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 Like Doc Rivers? Yeah. They sure time. did. Yeah. Yeah. They sure Everybody did. Yep. Uh, Alex Corr and Terry Francona joining us here on our Jimmy Fun Radio Telethon. I know there are books that uh, pitchers have on hitters and hitters have on, on pitchers. Do managers have books on managers? Do you, Alex, anticipate something he's going to do? Because you sit there and say, this is when he uses Miller. I don't know. I still haven't figured out when he uses Miller. But Whenever he it, wants. Right, exactly, <laughs> apparently. Like. But if you, if you, is there a book that you have on other managers that you know there's a tendency he's going to do this, he's going to make this move at this time, and you counter it? No, uh, especially with him, with them, with how, how different that bullpen is. Uh, you got uh, Han and you got Miller. You got Ollie, who's – I think Oliver Perez is, is a game changer for him as far as, like, he can bring him in the fifth and the sixth or he doesn't pitch. And we still have those lefties lined up and we still got peers, you know. It's a tough it's a tough team to match up with because of that bullpen. They have the lead in the sixth. It's a lot different than early in the season, whatever they were going through. Supposedly that bullpen was struggling. But now with Han and with Miller and Oli, it's very difficult. So I know for a fact that, after the sixth inning, he'll do his thing, and he's going to try to match up with our lineup. We don't do too many things. You know, I think our guys are pretty good hitters. 
if they bring a lefty, we'll keep the lefties and, and we'll take our chances. So keep it away from him. Do you have books on other managers? No, yeah. no. I mean, you try to be prepared. You know, you try to have your team ready to play, and, and you certainly do your homework. But you you can't react. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You, you just you, – you're ready for what you want to do. And, and you know, again, it, he's got Steve Pierce over there. No, he wants him to face a lefty. That, that's yeah. kind of obvious. Um but, you know, you just try to put your guys in the best position where they can succeed and then see what happens. Tino, you got a couple guys banged up. I know Alex does as well. And you got a, a, a big cushion, you know, in that, in that division of yours. How do, you, how do you balance it at the end? Is now a time we try to give guys maybe a rest and then get them going the last couple of weeks? How do you balance uh, these guys not paying attention of how big of a cushion they have? I don't think that we ever talk like that because of what you're saying. We – we try to show up every day, and that is the most important game on the schedule. There are some games that are more fun to play. You know, the four games up here, man, the guys are loving it. It's Fenway, all the atmosphere. Some of the guys have never even been here. But we just try to show up, and whoever's in front of us that day, that's our job. If, I, if we feel like somebody needs a rest at some point, I'd actually like to think we'd do it anyway, regardless of what our record is, because if it's right, it's right. Mm-hmm. And you can't just, I don't think, say to a guy, hey, if we win tonight, I'm going to give you tomorrow off. If he needs it off, he needs it off. So you try to do the right thing. So you're just talking about like 6.30, that that was the time you come in and everybody just gets focused for the game. I'm just curious, what's a, uh, a pregame baseball pep talk like? Like, what does that we, sound we don't like? have those. We don't have those. And you know, you, you, no we don't yelling. play 16 times a year. <laughs> I, well, that's my point. But it's because I know, I think the only time actually, because people have this perception that football pep talks are like all oh, crazy. They're not. They're just, it's, hey, go get them. And, but during the playoffs and the Super Bowls, you, you get them. You receive them. It's like, I'm we, curious, is, I, is there I don't any know. point in time? I'm guessing AC, yeah. I've had one meeting this year. Really? Yeah. I mean, about, we, we'll have, we'll sit down from time to time, like if you need to discuss something, you know, Closed door meeting? No, 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 no. I mean, like, just, uh, you know, we're going to cancel batting practice. We want everybody to know. But we've had one meeting where we talked about things I thought we needed to talk about, and I'm guessing AC's probably along those lines. If you talk too much to these guys, you remember, you're with them every day for eight months. They'll go deaf on you. you got to pick your spots. And sometimes it's more important not saying the wrong thing. Just let them go. Like, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out, and if you need some nudging, you can nudge them the right way. I, I do feel that that's something I learned from him. That 6.30 to 6.55, it's not that it's a team meeting, but, but that was somebody our will sit. Yeah, yes. that's our team meeting. You yes. know, like somebody will sit right next to me, and we'll go over a few things, and then they go stretch, and they go You can them. talk to guys at 6.30. The game hasn't started yet, but they got there. They're ready to go, but they haven't made an out yet. Nothing's gone wrong. They haven't made an error, and it, it was just a f- – most productive time to talk to so, guys. So there is no cardboard cutout of anybody you guys hate and you're ceremoniously <laughs> taking a piece of it off? No, that's, that's only in the movies? The movie. Well, <laughs> no, we actually did that about five years ago. Remember the major league where they had the cutout? Yeah. yeah but yeah. we did it with Kevin Cash. <laughs> but we lost nine in a row, so we kind of put that to the side. <laughs> we have this conversation all the time about baseball and the lack of marketing in baseball. Players have brought this up. Uh, Bryce Harper has brought it up and said, that the league doesn't do a good enough job of featuring these players. You guys both have superstars on your team. You've got a couple. You've got Ramirez. You've got Lindor. You've got stars, and yet people don't know them the way they know basketball players or football players. What does baseball need? I'm watching Hard Knocks right now, Terry, and the Cleveland Browns suck. I don't know if you know that. You may not want to comment on that one, but they've been awful the last couple of years. 
Yet everybody knows now about the Cleveland Browns because they're doing this hard knocks where they're all mic'd out. Does baseball need more of this? Get behind the curtain. Personalities of the players get to know these guys. Well, that, that could be. I just know if they want to, they're not going to do it with the Indians because I don't want to do that. You're like Belichick. He doesn't I, want to do it. I know. I'm not going to yeah. do that. I, I think when you talk to a player, if you have a microphone on, they're going to look at you like, you know, it's, it's not going to be what you want. Uh, that would never work for me. I, I understand how people want to see that, and good, the, the Red Sox can do it if they want, or the Yankees. Would you but do we're it, we're not going to do it. Um, no. No, you don't do it either. We, we actually, uh, there's, a, there's a few networks that they want me to be Mike, and I don't feel yeah. comfortable. It's, during the game especially, it's our time. And when you talk to a player and you've got a microphone on, all of a sudden it's everybody's time. And it takes away the, like the, the sanctity of the dugout. And I don't like that. What about when you have to do the, the network in between the interstate? I stuff? hate it. I hate <laughs> can't it. Can't wait to get it over with. <laughs> I mean, I hate it. And it, I never give them anything that's worth anything. Send I can't believe they want Yeah. Right. I, I, it's one of the things I've asked our guys to try to stay away from because I don't like it. I just feel like that's my time. I just talk about bad slides. You know, like Porcello, they ask me, oh, <laughs> oh, what a horrible slide. Oh, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> Would you guys want to see something? We've talked about it before, like speeding up the game, you know, and the action within the action. Do you want to see a pitch clock? Because sometimes I watch guys, I watched that, that Price Tanaka thing the other day, they're throwing 31 <laughs> seconds in between pitches. Is it about the pitchers? Would you want a pitch clock? You know what? I, I kind of feel a good game, when you look up at the end of a good game, nobody knows how long it took. Yeah. There's some games that drag just because they drag. It's, you know, I think we have a really good game. I think um, I understand that you have to move along with the times. I think baseball does a pretty good job of when they want to implement something. They talk to us and they explain it to us, like replay or, you know. But but I, I do think baseball will adjust if need to. I don't think it's as big a deal as maybe things sound like when they bring them in the first time. How do, you, how do you feel about the helmet rule in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I wouldn't want to be an NFL referee. I don't know how they can referee those games. They, they don't. I don't know how they. they it's impossible. But going back on the time, I say that because I agree. I've never come out after a game and say, man, that was a long game, right? Yeah. So as a player, you don't feel that way. But when you hear – David Ortiz, the year after he retires, saying, man, they got to speed these games up. Now, this is a guy. So when you're out of it, I think you see it more. You guys are still in it, right? But uh, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't change the rules because of David. I hate to say it, but Monday's game, Monday's game, I wanted it to go longer. Yeah. It was so no, the first game of the series. I was I part of that. Uh, <laughs> I was part of game five last year in the World Series. And nobody cared about yeah. how right, long yeah, that went. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it ended up. It started at seven thirty, seven thirty-five. It ended up at one o five in the morning, and nobody cared. But you know what? You also notice, Lou. You'll see so many times a pitcher will be out there, and then they make him wait because yeah. they're not done with the commercial yet. Yeah. So it kind of goes both ways. Sometimes the game just the game is so good. If you just you know, I, I get it. You don't want guys standing around, but the game's the game, and we're the only game that doesn't have a clock. And I, I kind of like it. Did we, you think we could, that the, real quick, did you think that the uh, the catchers, the rule going out and talk, do you think that was going to interfere with the game? Because it hasn't, hasn't at all. It, hasn't, even it hasn't at all. Um, Were you the concerned? Problem, the, yeah, a little bit. Because of technology, Yeah. and some teams have reputations for stealing signs. But I just got the Apple Watch. It's become, <laughs> it's become pretty advanced. You know, that's the last thing you want to do, somebody yeah. know what's coming. But, no, I don't think it's gotten away at all. Guys, we could do this for yeah. for hours. You, you guys have got to go to work. Before we let you go, though, uh, I want to get both of your impression. 
about the Jimmy Fund and your relationship with it. Uh, Tito, you were here early on. Alex, you were here as a player, now as a, a, a manager. So I'll start with you, Alex. Uh, it, it's unbelievable. Right now, we yesterday we went over the $50 million mark for the 17 years that we've been doing this, which is pretty remarkable when you think about it. And you see, you saw all the kids out on the field yesterday with the players. That was unbelievable. It was. Uh, I think the pregame ceremony, that was – we do it right. You know, like, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, what we do here is very special, and uh, the players want to be involved. Like, none of the players – they, they were complaining about, oh, do I have to go out there with a kid? No, it was the other way around. And uh, we embraced this. This is a big time here for us. Uh, you know, my, my family, you know, like, like I said yesterday, I lost my dad to cancer, you know. And uh, and we got – I got twins. I got a daughter who's 15, and they're healthy. And, and to walk around and, and see the smiles of these kids and how they appreciate life, and we know where they at. And, and for everybody that contributes and helps out and gives time, you know, is, is it puts everything in perspective. I've been saying it all along. You know, I'm the manager of the Red Sox from 7 to 10, but I'm Alex Cora, who's a dad, who's a husband, who's a son the rest of the day. And uh, th- this that's what it brings to us. You know, and we give their time. We give time. We help out. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be here, happy to com- uh, to contribute. And uh, it's been great the last two, two days. And everybody that has helped, thank you very much. I think it's one of the most special things I've ever seen, not just in Boston, but in the whole country. I mean, it's, they do, everybody's been touched by this. Like AC said, his dad died, my mom died. Everybody has been touched by this, whether it's family or friends. And at some point, because of things like the Jimmy Fund, they're going to figure it out. You know, hopefully it's sooner rather than later, but it's just an unbelievable outpouring of giving, which is what we're supposed to be about. Great uh, seeing you again, Terry. You too, Big uh, Anytime o, you, you come too. into town, it's always good seeing you. And, Alex, this is going to be fun during the course of the season. Yes, and, sir. again, you're two and four so far. No. <laughs> uh, but See, not, but when you do it in person, they're nicer. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on the road next week. <laughs> but it's all on you. Thank, thank you, John. See you, guys. Good to really see you. appreciate see you guys. your contributing. Thank you. And thank you for a nice little check. Terry Francona dropped off a $5,000 check in my pocket. Thank you, guys. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.